Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners. The hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. So, Jason Dedeker, how are you both doing today? I'm doing all right, except that we're having some audio issues today. I, I'm hoping I can do as much as I can in editing to clean that up, but uh, just apologies if you're noticing that this one isn't quite up to our normal standards. Uh, that's what happens when we work remotely from home, but it is what it is. I heard, Jace, that you've gotten into some competitive lawn mowing tendencies now. That's been kind of your lockdown Yeah, you know uh, what? Hobby? <laughs> so, so yeah. So, I've been here. Stay, I'm staying at my mom's place while she and my stepdad 2.0 are not here, right? So, I'm here by myself. I've been here by myself for like a month and a half now. Uh, and so, one of my jobs is taking care of the lawn. And... I, you know, I've been doing like a normal lawn mowing. And the other day I was walking down the street and I saw someone who had mowed their lawn diagonally. So like the lawnmower stripes were diagonally across their lawn. And I just like stopped on my walk. I think actually I might've been jogging and I just like stopped and looked at it for a while. And I was like, that looks great. And then I, and then I had the second thought of like, oh God, what have I become? And uh, I realized I just should embrace it, that I'm now like the suburban dad archetype. Uh, mm-hmm. And so then I looked up a bunch of stuff about lawn mowing patterns and techniques and things. And, you would. Uh, so I did a, like a Zen garden sort of pattern on one lawn. And on the other lawn, I did an inverted chevron pattern. Uh, and I just kind of went all out. I'm actually due to mow again. So we'll see what I do next time. <laughs> due to mow again. That's exciting. How about you, Dedeker? <laughs> Oh, uh, I've been pretty good. It's getting colder and colder in Australia. Um, How strange. It's just getting warmer and warmer here. I know. No, I'm looking forward to being back in the Northern Hemisphere because uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's a little bit hard to to sit here and drink like my cold beer right now (laughs) Mm. (laughs) because it's pretty chilly here today. Wow. Yeah, you need a hot toddy or something. Mm -hmm. Well, what did we talk about last time? There was a lot of spear throwing, wasn't there? There's a fair amount. Some, some, was it yeah. Just two? At least it two felt times. like many, many spears were thrown, but I guess it was only two. It did seem like a lot. And then arrows. Yes. Yes. Do you remember the secret code? Like if you had to, if you were David and it had now been three days that you'd been hiding and I came out and did the secret code Jonathan did, would you remember? Was it like f- far enough away that somebody had to go running for it meant that you needed to get the heck out of there? And if it was close enough that you could just like st- like grab it right where you were at, then then all was well? Something to that effect? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, okay, cool. it was never quite made clear if he was actually going to shoot the arrows far or close, or if he was just going to tell the servant, oh, aren't they beyond you? Keep going. Or like, oh, there they are right next to you. Mm -hmm. They never really clarified, but I guess it would make sense for the ruse if he did 
consistently do the thing that he was said was happening. Yeah. So we had a lot of romantic scenes between David and Jonathan. Mm-hmm. I loved that. Love that. Yeah. But yeah, also very that. sad because they had to say goodbye to each other and stuff. Yeah. They were crying a lot, but that's okay. They also were kissing and that was cool. Very much enjoyed that. Kissing, exchanging clothes, all the stuff that you do upon yeah. parting from a loved one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then we left off where David ran away. He got Goliath's sword. Mm. Oh, they had that whole interaction of like, give me five loaves of bread from the priest. And um, and then he was hiding out in that town. And the way he dodged being captured was by pretending that he was a crazy person. And that's where we left off. That's it. Yeah. What are all y'all drinking today? I have this lovely Underwood Rosé bubbles that really like... Well, they're just, they're kind of the perfect size. It's like, uh, yeah, maybe two glasses and that's it. That's all you need in an evening. It's lovely. And also it's it's a very nice rosé. I, I like it very much, the bubbly. Got to celebrate reading the Bible. Yeah, every, I like Every that. week. Yeah. Every dang week. <laughs> yes, we do. Well, what about you two? What are you drinking? I see you're drinking, yes, a cold beer, Dedeker. Well, it's actually, it's a fermented ginger beer. Oh um, yeah, and it's great. quite lovely. And is it not like maybe super alcoholic? It's not. No, 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 no. Um, it's actually maybe even a little bit probiotic. So maybe hmm. I'm actually going to get healthier on this week's episode of Drunk Bible Study, or at least like cancel out the the effects of the alcohol. Maybe, maybe you hopefully won't, yes. Like fall over at the end of the episode. Nice. <laughs> I love. I love this. This funny like mythological world that all of us seem to have agreed to live in where like healthy calories cancel out unhealthy ones even though they're still all calories or that like having probiotics cancels out alcohol just like i love it i love it (laughs) Uh, i'm having a bombay sapphire gin with some lemony soda water it's mm, actually yeah, quite nice refreshing. very refreshing yeah wow good, good for a sunny seattle day which which it is now it wasn't this really? morning but it's sunny now it's quite beautiful wow that's that doesn't happen very often how lovely i know all right well what are we reading today yes today we are continuing on with the story of saul samuel and david reading first samuel chapters 22 23 and 24 we have three chapters again today So with that, as we get started and everyone pulls out their Bible study tools or their real Bibles or whatever you want to read along, we want to remind everybody to read responsibly and drink responsibly. You can drink along with us or you can listen while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, 1 Samuel chapter 22. David left Gath and escaped to the cave of Adullam. Medulla Oblongata. Adullam, that's the thing that hangs in the back of your throat, right? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I'm not quite sure that's what that is, but nice try. (laughs) When his brothers and his father's household heard about it, they went down to him there. All those who were in distress or in debt or discontented gathered around him and he became their commander. Whoa. So he's becoming like a leader of a rebellion right now. That's awesome. 
He's like yeah. Luke Skywalker. Seriously. There's, there's the Star Wars reference again. <laughs> Gotta keep that okay. guy. Yep. Wow. Okay. So all those who were in distress or in debt or discontented gathered around him and he became their commander. About 400 men were with him. From there, David went to Mizpah in Moab and said to the king of Moab, would you let my father and mother come and stay with you until I learn what God will do for me? What a strange, what a strange request. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he left them with the king of Moab and they stayed with him as long as David was in the stronghold. But the prophet Gad said to David, uh, okay, so first of all, new information that there's a, another prophet. Yeah. Prophet around. In Wait, Gad. isn't Gad a, a tribe? Yeah, it's a tribe. It's a tribe. So this is like a different Gad, like a, the man Gad, a new Gad man. Well, yeah, I mean, we've, we have established that either a lot of people get named these same names as the tribes or that they are just referring to him as Gad because he's from that tribe. Or do you think every tribe has their own resident prophet? Oh, I see. Mm, that's like, fun. This is Prophet Benjamin and here's Prophet Gad. And- it, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, okay. So, but, we, but in this world that we're in right now, this is like before the forces died out because there's tons of prophets. Right, remember there was whole bands of prophets and stuff. So this yes. is not yeah. oh yeah, band of prophets. Like yeah, yeah, yes. there's, there's prophets about yeah. Okay. Cool. But the prophet Gad said to David, "Do not stay in the stronghold. Go into the land of Judah." So David left and went to the forest of Hereth. Now Saul heard that David and his men had been discovered, and oh. Saul was seated, spear in hand. Oh boy, under the. T- <laughs> yeah. Gosh, that's just and, his weapon of choice, but he doesn't seem to aim very well. Maybe yeah, he, he needs to, to figure something out. Yeah. <laughs> and Saul was seated, spear in hand, under the tamarisk tree on the hill at Gibeah, with all his officials standing at his side. He said to them, Listen, men of Benjamin, will the son of Jesse give all of you fields and vineyards? Will he make all of you commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds? Is that... Why you have all conspired against me? No one tells me when my son makes a covenant with the son of Jesse. None of you is concerned about me or tells me that my son has incited my servant to lie and wait for me as he does today. Hey, Dedeker, I think you're on the NIV, not on the WEB. Shoot, shoot. Yeah, I was like, these are not the same words. Dang it. Okay. Either she's just like adding a lot of words or, yeah. It did make a lot more sense than... That it it usually does. does. <laughs> we just, okay, here's the rules. Here's the rules. We have to give credit to the NIV. Good job, NIV. Thank you, NIV. We can't read more than like some certain number of verses, and we can't read more than a certain percentage of a chapter, and we're fine with copyright. So I think we're pretty safe so okay. far, as long as we don't do it again. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, because I just <laughs> was looking at the same time. Sorry. Yeah, but. I need to remember. Because if I don't sign into Bible study tools, and it doesn't remember my preferences, and it just mm. sends me back to the yeah. NIV. So I left off at verse 7, or 8, um, okay, yeah. Just warn people it's going to get way more incomprehensible from here. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, also, Jace, I, I still didn't understand, even in the NIV, I didn't quite understand what Saul was getting at. 
the the World English Bible Version says, okay, Saul said to his servants who stood about him, here now, you Benjamites, will the son of Jesse give every one of you fields and vineyards? Will he make you all captains of thousands and captains of hundreds that all of you have conspired against me? And there is none who discloses to me when my son makes a league with the son of Jesse. And there is none of you who is sorry for me or discloses to me that my son has stirred up my servant against me to lie in wait as at this day. Okay, I actually think Saul's pissed that no one let him know that David and David is up to no good or in cahoots with Jonathan. David and Jonathan made a, a pact of life and love together. Yeah. Yeah, the, the yeah. message says not one of you is man enough to tell me that my own son is making deals with that son of Jesse. I mean, we don't have to bring in masculinity into it, but okay, we have to. Yeah. Okay. Apparently, the message does. Okay, so he's he's mad at everyone around him for not uh, cluing him in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then answered Doge, right? Doge is back. Okay. Oh, Doge. <laughs> hey, Doge. Yes. Also, someone else in the chat mentioned earlier that Josh Gad should probably be the prophet of Gad. And maybe Definitely. could also play Gad back in the day originally. Like it just fits. Oh yeah, he's kind of retcon that casting. Yeah, every Gad. He's, a, he's every it. kind of Gad. He's all the Gads. All right. <laughs> every um, kind of Raven, every kind of Gad. Then answered Doge the Edomite, who stood by the servants of Saul and said, "I saw the son of Jesse coming to Nob to Ahimelech, the son of Ahitub." He inquired of Yahweh for him and gave him victuals and gave him the sword of Goliath the Philistine. Then the king sent to call Ahimelech the priest, the son of Ahitub, and all his father's house, the priests who were in Nob, and they came, all of them, to the king. So Saul's just like, everybody off the bus, come come on Wait. down. Well, he okay. said, he, yeah, he's like sent for them and like they brought them all over. I'm assuming okay. him in shackles, but who yeah. knows? So okay. is David at this point still like running around trying, like in this other town? Doing He's in the thing. forest now. He hid in the forest. Oh, okay. He well, he went to the cave of uh, Adullam. And then wonders. Then the cave of wonders. No. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he went to the forest. <laughs> he stuck. He went to the cave. To then he the like poo. stashed his mom and dad in the town. Then okay. he ran to the forest. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Saul said, "Here now, you son of Ahitub." <laughs> He answered, here I am, my lord. Saul said to him, why have you conspired against me, you and the son of Jesse, in that you have given him bread and a sword and have inquired of God for him that he should rise against me to lie in wait as at this day? Awkward. Yeah. Then Ahimelech answered the king and said, who among all your servants is so faithful as David? No Who one. is the king's son-in-law and is taken into your council and is honorable in your house? Have I today begun to inquire of God for him? Be it far from me. Don't let the king impute anything to his servant, nor to all the house of my father. For your servant knows nothing of all this, less or more. So, so I think Ahimelech's taking, like, as far as I knew, you and David were still cool. Right, um, yeah. I, I think I, it's, I, it's a good way to go. Yeah, yeah. He's like, what? I I didn't know any better. That's that's Mm -hmm. good. Feign ignorance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How does Saul respond to that? The king said, you shall surely die, Ahimelech. You and all your father's house. Definitely. (laughs) Definitely. 
Man, I couldn't even get the excuse. I, I mean, that is a valid excuse of a Himalik, I guess, right? He doesn't know. Word yeah, doesn't travel that fast in these out days. out for blood, clearly. Yeah. Saul's, you know, okay. he's not going to rest until somebody dies. Right. The king said to the guard who stood about him, turn and kill the priests of Yahweh, because Jeez. their hand also is with David, and because they knew that he fled and didn't disclose it to me. But... The servants of the king wouldn't put forth their hand to fall on the priests of Yahweh. Wow. Mm. This is mm. not the mm-hmm. first time that his men have refused to kill someone that he said, because they did that with Jonathan before. Oh, that's got to be frustrating for Saul. No wonder he's so upset oh, all the time. Fine. Like, no one he's, respects him. He's no, he's grasping at straws. He doesn't deserve these people's respect. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> the king said to Doge, turn you... <laughs> Doge, (laughs) turn you and fall on the priests. And the Doge was like, (laughs) so so priests, such kill, wow, such kill, (laughs) many deaths. Doge, (laughs) Doge, (laughs) Doge, Doge the Edomite turned and he fell on the priests and he killed on that day eighty five persons who wore a linen ephod. Jeez. Well, so he Wait. was like, yeah, I'm a doge, I'll do it. 85, no, oh, who wore a, a linen ephod. Okay, I was like, what? <laughs> What's a linen ephod? I say. So Where all the, them the, priestly, the priestly garments, yeah. yeah. The doge killed Jeez. them all. So. All right. Nob, the city of the priests, struck he with the edge of the sword, both men and women, children and nursing babies, and oxen and donkeys and sheep with the edge of the sword. Okay, now Saul is pretty bad. He's pretty okay, bad boy. The dark right. side of the force is with him. He's yes, full blown Kylo Ren. Well, it's like it's like Anakin Skywalker. He was mm, that's like a ones. better interpretation because Ben Kenobi becomes Ben Kenobi at the end, but well, Anakin I mean, Skywalker becomes Darth Vader at the end. Everyone, plug your ears. I'm really spoiling all this. <laughs> oh, it's been out for a long time. Well, we still have more in this story with David and Saul. So right, who knows? Yeah, okay, maybe so he'll he, come back around again. That'd be cool. Maybe. So he just destroys, absolutely Do- Doge does. wastes. No. Yes. Well, oh, do you think Doge did all this? Yeah. I thought Doge killed 85 people. I think that... But then you think he we, went on we to kill the entire city? We stopped to talk city? about it, but I think that was all referring to Doge. Did it ever change subject to talk about Saul? Someone wants <laughs> us to cast Doge. No, we already cast Doge. It is the Sheba from meme it's, history. It's a Sheba. It's a little Sheba. Yeah. That's a very terrifying Sheba because it's capable of great destruction. Right, right. You're like, everyone's like, oh, it's so cute. And then this scene happens. Everyone's like, oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) So, yeah, no, I'm I'm looking at the message here and it says Doge the Edomite led the attack and slaughtered the priests, the 85 men who wore the robes. He then carried the massacre into Nob, the city of priests, Mm -hmm. killing man and woman, child and baby, ox, donkey, and sheep. The works. Good. The Literally, works. it Good. says the works. Like a sandwich, a sandwich with the works. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Give me the works. Murder with the works, please. <sighs> wow. One of the sons of Ahimelech, the son of Ahitub, named Abiathar, escaped and fled after David. Abiathar told David that Saul had slain Yahweh's priests. Whoa. Yahweh's not going to be happy about this, I'm assuming. I just, you know, from reference. Although Yahweh's I am been surprised- kind of quiet. In this yeah, story. that's the thing. I'm surprised that Yahweh like let this happen. Couldn't he have just been like, nah, Saul, bam, you're done, I guess man. it's all part you're of his done. plan. I think his plan is to kind of like Saul 
Saul buried, you know, dig his own grave, essentially. All right. I mean, you'd, you'd know better than I, Dedeker. No, we all know equally well, Emily. We're going to get you over that thinking. We all know equally well because we're all reading the same book from the beginning here. <laughs> yeah, but you've read it. You've read parts of it before is what I'm saying. That actually makes us probably less qualified to answer this. But I'm like, right, think well, about fine. it, though. Think about the story we've read. Yahweh doesn't get involved that often. That's like not his jam. He doesn't tend to do that. He gets involved where he wants front to. Loaded. But then he kinda... Yeah, he got kind of front loaded all his rules. And all yeah, his right. laws and all his preferences. Except for in Job. Well, yeah, but even in Job, Yahweh wasn't exactly speaking up a whole bunch. No, he wasn't. But he was like, yeah, d- do whatever you want, devil. Have fun. Go nuts. Right. Exactly. Kind of the light touch, I guess. Yeah. He's only going to come in to get mad. He's like a he's like a, a recalcitrant father. Wow. <laughs> you got to teach me that word. Recalcitrant. <laughs> Can I just throw that into everyday conversation? Please. Yes. Good. Yeah, permission. <laughs> There's also, I think, point of view too. Remember thinking about each book being different, that this book is from the point of view of the people, I guess, supposedly from the point of view of Samuel, right? Like he's the one writing this, I guess, about himself in the third person, which is weird. But um, but compared to Job, which had like the starting and ending sections were written in this sort of like omniscient narrator who was able to see God's conversations and also Job's. And then, like, the middle section of it seemed more just like a normal drama amongst humans. So it kind of, that book was sort of a weird, different outlier, I think. Oh, absolutely. In comparison to all these ones. Right. I was very young in my my Bible days (laughs) back then. I didn't know what I was in for. Can you go on? I'm going to get back to the story. By all means. Uh, So Abiathar told David that Saul had slain Yahweh's priests. David said to Abiathar, I knew on that day when Doge the Edomite was there that he would surely tell Saul, I have occasioned the death of all the persons of your father's house. Abide you with me. Don't be afraid. For he who seeks my life seeks your life. For with me, you shall be in safeguard." I don't know if that's actually very comforting, David. He's like, hang out with me. They're trying to kill me. So that means they're probably going to try to kill you too, but it's okay. Let's stick together. I think we'll get through this together. He'll, you know, do another sling thing and sling sling Saul, you know, if he absolutely has to. Another sling thing. Yeah. Perfect. Do another sling thing. I'm glad that you you explained to me, Jace, what the heck like a sling actually is because I would not have... I would have thought that he just was like really good at skipping stones and was able to like lodge a stone into Goliath's head. Right. But he had some help with the sling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's that's the end of my chapter. Lovely. Okay. All right. Beautiful. Uh, I'm going to just keep this party going with some First Samuel 23. You do that. <laughs> okay. Okay, I will. Fine. <laughs> they told David saying, behold, the, the Philistines, I still want to say it that way. <laughs> the Philistines are fighting against Kayla and are robbing the threshing Kayla. floors. Kayla? Kayla. Kayla? K-E-I-L-A-H. Kayla. 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 Yeah. And are robbing the threshing floors. Okay. Therefore, hmm. David inquired of Yahweh, saying... Pardon me, sir. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> shall I go and strike these Philistines? <laughs> He's like, hey, God. <laughs> Yo, God. 
You want me to do something here? Should I sling him? So I'm assuming this must be his like band of merry men. Like he's sort of a Robin Hood figure now, hiding out in the woods. It's true. He has become a Robin Hood. All the people in debt are banded around him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay, cool. cool. So so then he wants to know, should we come out of hiding, I guess, to go help these towns against in Kayla, help Kayla. Okay. Yahweh said to David, go and strike the Philistines and save Mm. Kayla. David's men said to him, Behold, (laughs) we are afraid here in Judah. How much more than if we go to Kayla against the armies of the Philistines? Then David inquired of Yahweh yet again. (laughs) It's like, um, so... Um, I'm sorry, wait, one more time, though. One more time. (laughs) On second thought, let's not go to Kayla. It's a silly place. (laughs) Yahweh answered him and said, Arise, go down to Kayla, for I will deliver the Philistines into your hand. David and his men went to Kayla and fought with the Philistines and brought away their cattle and killed them with a great slaughter. I think that was it. They just took the cattle. I mean, I think they killed. I think they brought away their cattle and then killed the men with a great slaughter. It doesn't specify, but that's what I was assuming that meant. Hmm. Right. They didn't want to just like go steal all their cattle and kill them. That's weird. (laughs) That would be weird. But that's also a weird order of events for them to say that in because normally it's like they killed them and then they took all their sheep and oxen and donkeys. It's weird that they're like, we're going to come steal the cows first, get them into a safe location, and then we're coming back for your asses. (laughs) So according to the message, they came and they scattered their cattle and then they beat them decisively. Wait, the cattle (laughs) or the the men? (laughs) Yes, you're right. (laughs) Nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> Everyone left it ambiguous because they didn't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So they brought away their cattle and killed them with a great slaughter. So David saved the inhabitants of Kayla. Yay. There was much rejoicing. And there was much rejoicing. <laughs> it happened when Abiathar, the son of Ahimelech, fled to David to Kayla that he came down with an ephod in his hand. It was told Saul that David was come to Kayla. Okay. Saul said, God has delivered him into my hand, for he is shut in by entering into a town that has gates and bars. I'm sure it'll be okay for David, Saul. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, you know. This feels like Saul... Saul is wishful thinking here. Yeah, he's trying to make the best out of a bad situation. You know, that's nice. Well, I mean, I think it's delusional more than so than nice, but right. I mean, he's the side of the empire here for going with our Star Wars thing, right? So he's like, we outman them, so let's go get them. Now we know where they are. They're just in this little rebel base, no problem. Okay, so Saul summoned all the people to war to go down to Kayla to besiege David and his men. David knew that Saul was devising mischief against him. And he mm. said to Abiathar the priest, bring here the ephod. It feels like David is always one step ahead of Saul. Mm. Yeah, At least one step. Some good cat and mouse action for sure. Yeah, it's like Saul is like a Jafar figure to me. And David is Aladdin at this point. He's scrappy. He's and a scrappy street they, rat. See, that would make Jonathan Jasmine, which I really like that idea. <laughs> I love it. Love it so much. Okay. All right. I'm into it. I'm into it. <laughs> so, wait, but then would that make Samuel the genie? <laughs> sure. 
Or is Yahweh the that. genie? This is, this maybe is some intense Yahweh's casting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I This is not a fully fleshed out idea, okay? I just like, that's what I thought of I like immediately. It. I like it. Okay, so uh, David knows this is happening, and he said to Abiathar the priest, bring here the ephod. Then said David, O Yahweh, the God of Israel, your servant has surely heard that Saul seeks to come to Kela to destroy the city for my sake. Will the men of Kela deliver me up into his hand? Will Saul come down as your servant has heard? Yahweh, the God of Israel, I beg you, tell your servant. Yahweh said, he will come down. <laughs> then said David, cool. <laughs> that was it. it, just, he will come cool. down. <laughs> then said David, Will the men of Kayla deliver up to me and my men into the hand of Saul? Prepositions in that sentence were what? confusing. Will the men of Kayla deliver up to me and my men into the hand of Saul? I guess will they turn us <laughs> was, over? I feel like you added more prepositions that time. <laughs> Maybe I just read them all that time. That's what it's written. Okay. Yahweh said, they will deliver you up. <laughs> cool. <laughs> then David and his men who were about 600, arose and departed out of Kayla and went wherever they could go. I want to point out, someone's mentioning in the chat, the fact that like Yahweh just kind of being very curt in this way, just being like, yeah, he's going to deliver him. Makes sense if it's them asking Yahweh a yes or no question using the, the Urim and Thummim, the casting, the... The Uma the, Thurman. Uh, the, the Uma, Uma Thurman. What do you call the that? The lots. Casting the, of lots, right? Are they divining? Di- divining? What, they're what? No, there's diviners. a word for it. I think we just Something say like casting lots. But casting lots is like you're gambling with dice. No, but I think no. I think casting lots comes originally from a fortune telling technique that then later took on the gambling meaning. Okay, well that's something that they did, and so that's I think that makes sense then why okay. it's just kind of like yep, nope, yep. No. Nope. Someone pointed out we have to remember that the rock is playing Yahweh. And I do mm. like the idea that instead of having Uma Thurman come in and give these yes or no answers, that instead it's the rock sitting there, like not really paying attention, just being like, like on a oh, switch, what? just like, <laughs> no, literally. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like the rock is like watching television of this. Like this uh-huh. is like something that's like on, on in the background or whatever. Right. He's like doing something else. He's, you know, selling turnips on animal crossing. Right. And, and like, this is kind of in the background and he's like, yeah, no. <laughs> right. It. David calls him on the phone and he's like trying to do other things at the same time. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, they're going to come. Yeah. No. Yeah. They'll, they'll turn you over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, man. You're good. You're good. <laughs> okay. Okay. So what we're taking away from this though, is that he found out they're going to turn us over. So we got to run. So he and cool. his, and is how many was it? Six hundred? Four hundred. Four hundred. Four hundred that he gathered to himself. Six hundred? Five hundred. Six hundred. Some number between four hundred and six hundred. <laughs> then then David and his men, who were about six hundred, ah, arose 600. and departed out of Kayla and went wherever they could go. It was told Saul that David was escaped from Kayla, and he gave up going there. Oh. <laughs> he just didn't even bother. That was easy. Wow. <laughs> He's like, well, I'm not gonna win this one. Whatever, bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cool. David abode in the wilderness, in the strongholds, and which is it? In the wilderness, in the strongholds, and remained in the hill country, in the wilderness of Zif. Zip. Zif. Zip. Zip. Z- Zip or Z-I-P-H. Z-I-P-H. So I'm calling that a Zif. Zif? 
Ziff. Okay. Ziff zaps off. <laughs> Saul sought him every day, but God didn't deliver him into his hand. David said that Saul had come out to seek his life, and David was in the wilderness of Ziph in the wood. Is he lost in the wilderness? I, Is he lost yes. in the wilderness, Jace? Oh, yeah. That, they that, both happened. Lost. that was a Cain and Abel song. Sorry, we're re- what are we referencing? East of Eden? No, what? Children of Eden. Children of Eden. <laughs> Different Eden. East of Eden is a James, the guy who died in the car crash. Yes, correct. Yes, we got it. James. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> what was the name of um, Robin Hood's hideout? Didn't that have a name? His like, the, there's Robin and the Merry Men, and they had like the woods where they had their hideout. I'm blank. They I were, wish I could anyone? remember. Anyone? Sure, Sherwood. Not, Sherwood Forest. Sherwood wow. Forest. Yeah. James Dean. Dean. James Dean. Sherwood Forest. <laughs> East of Eden. We got it. Thank you, everyone. Thank okay, you. Okay, so he's he's building like a cool like tree <laughs> fort in Sherwood Forest. My mom Sherwood texted me and was like, James Dean, come on. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Mom. Okay. Jonathan, <laughs> Saul's son. Oh, Jonathan. Oh, great. Okay, Jonathan. Saul's son oh, Jonathan. arose wow. and, and, went, and went in to Sherwood and went into the wood and strengthened his hand in God. Huh? What? Hannah? <laughs> We're just going to... How did that gonna, yeah. Let's uh, check. Let's check. Strengthened mm-hmm. his hand in God. Wait, what would you... Um, like, I think that he went into Sherwood Forest and it prompted a super intense, like, rocky training montage where he's like, I'm going to help out David and I'm going to run up these steps okay. and drink these eggs and those Sweet. things. Yeah. So, so apparently it's, it's not too far off, except that the one that we're doing the training montage is David. So oh. Jonathan goes into mm. the wood, meets up with David and strengthens and his together. hand. Together they have a joint. Oh, it's so romantic and cute. So Jonathan's the one with the stopwatch here. and stuff as he's, you know, climbing yeah. up the trees or coaching him through his push-ups. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Okay. He said to him, Don't be afraid, for the hand of Saul, my father, shall not find you, and you shall be king over Israel, and I hmm. shall be next to you. Could you please put that in writing? real quick wait 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 so that that's like they're gonna like be king and king and king together Wait, did he actually say i'm gonna be next to you he did yeah jeez he said and i shall be next to you i i put in the part about signing something in case he hadn't (laughs) delivered so for the hand of saul my father shall not find you and you shall be king over israel and i shall be next to you and that also saul my father knows they were in love with each other. Did he come out to his father? That's how I read that. It's awesome. also good. My good for him. You know? I like it. Yeah. Yeah. They too. <laughs> they too. T W O. They both. The both of them made a covenant before Yahweh, and David abode in the wood, and Jonathan went to his house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> deal, so they're deal. like, we're gonna make a covenant, but we're gonna go our separate ways. Yeah. Okay. Then. Came up the Ziphites. I see. The people who live in Ziph are the Ziphites. Cool. Where is Ziph? <sighs> no one knows. We have to write that down to look it up. Tri- yeah, that's not one of the 12 tribes. No, Ziph. but there's tons of cities that aren't the tribes. You know, they probably belong to one of the tribes. But anyway, 
Ziff. Probably at the time was so popular they didn't need to explain because everyone knew it. Definitely. Everyone knew what it was, except for us. <laughs> then came up the Ziffites to Saul to Gibeah, saying, Doesn't David hide himself with us in the strongholds in the wood, in the hill of Nachilah, which is on the south of the desert? Very specific. Who, who are they saying this to? <laughs> Themselves? I don't they, know. Oh, so the Ziphites came up to Saul in Gibeah. Oh, they're like, uh, we know. That- oh, they're talking to Saul. Yikes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The Ziphites are selling them out. the desert. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what they say. Ziphites is- get stitches. What was that? That's a stretch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you were going for there, but good good try. <laughs> Ziphites, Ziphites get stitchites. Mm, yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> now, therefore, O king... Come down according to all the desire of your soul to come down, and our part shall be to deliver him up into the king's hand. Saul said, wow, Okay, Saul said, Okay, so this is this is Adam Driver. Saul said, Blessed be you of Yahweh, for you have had compassion on me. Please go make yet more. What? What is, I'm sorry, what was that? I'm sorry, excuse me. Pleasies. I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure so, this is a typo. Is this a typo? Because it says P-L-E-S-E-A-S-E. I'm pretty sure this is a Pleasies. typo. But I Pleasies. love it. Pleasies. It's great. I'm going to start using that with you guys now. Pleasies. Pleasies. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Oh, for you have had compassion on me. This is Adam Driver still. Please go make yet more sure and know and see his place where his haunt is and who has seen him there. For it has told me that he deals very subtly. See, therefore, and take knowledge of all the lurking places where he hides himself i guess he does kind of have a breathy voice i was like what are you doing and then i'm like oh okay i I get it i get it kind of adam driver and come you again to me of a certainty and i will go with you and it shall happen if he be in the land that i will search him out among all the thousands of judah they arose and went to ziph before saul but David and his men were in the wilderness of Maon, Ma- Malin, Maon? of Malin from and Talon, Ocarina of Time. Yeah, but uh, David. Oh wait, so they went to Ziph. But David and his men were in the wilderness of Maon, in the Arabah, on the south of the desert. Saul, yeah. Saul and his men went to seek him. They told David. Why he came down to the rock and abode in the wilderness of Maon. This is lowercase rock. This is not the rock. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not the Dwayne. Not the Dwayne. Yeah. Help help me out, Jace. Help me out, Jace. I'm (laughs) really lost. He's having a hard time with it. He's having a hard time with it. Let me let me see what the message has to say here. So okay, this is verse 24 in the message. So the Ziphites set out on their reconnaissance for Saul. Meanwhile, Meanwhile, David and his men were in the wilderness of Maon in the desert south of Jeshimon. Saul and his men arrived and began their search. When David heard of it, he went south to Rock Mountain. Rock Mountain! <laughs> camping out in the wilderness of Maon. There's another music festival they're going to. <laughs> definitely, okay. definitely. 
so yeah i guess they told david i guess just means like he heard about it okay like the proverbial they they someone told david uh why he came down to the rock and abode in the wilderness of mayon when saul heard that he pursued after david in the wilderness of mayon (laughs) finally he wasn't just like who okay hold on hold on hold on who is running the country in the midst no, of all of this? Seneca, no one. God who is ostensibly. Who is taking responsibility? It runs itself these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bureaucrats. Exactly. Someone David said in the chat. Bureaucrats. Yes, exactly. They're running the country. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Uh, Saul went on this side of the mountain, and David and his men on that side of the mountain. It was just a classic classic physical comedy goof <laughs> for oh our favorite words coming back for Saul and his men compassed David compassed oh, David and okay. his men round about to take them uh, so they're coming around the mountain when they come that <laughs> kind of old yeah. tactic definitely. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> uh, but there came a messenger to Saul saying haste you and come for the Philistines have made a raid on the land so Saul returned from pursuing after David and went against the Philistines. Therefore, they called that place Selah Hamalakoth. <laughs> One more time, at please. This word Selah Dash Hamama Ham Achlikoth. Now I need to take a look. David 28. went. <laughs> David went up from there and lived in the strongholds of Engedi. Oh, and Gibby. <laughs> I love it. And that's the end of the chapter. Now, what, what does Selah Hamalakoth mean? Who are you asking? Uh, apparently, it means that it, maybe it means like that he's pursuing after David against the Philistines. I don't know. I, I like the idea that it, it means like the place where they ran around the mountain in opposite directions, but then Saul gave up partway through <laughs> or something. <laughs> Totally. Would not yeah. be surprised. Uh, th- we do have a listener in the chat who's wanting us, before we move on, to make some predictions about what's going to happen next. Yeah, Emily, don't look ahead. Uh, okay, I'm not. I, I don't know. Saul and David are going to meet and have to, like, deal with each other. Are they going to have, like, a one-on-one lightsaber battle at the end? That would be so cool. That would be really wait cool. Wait a minute, wait a minute, though. If they, Okay, but if Adam Driver is... Saul, then who's David? Oh, yeah, we said that he's ages ago. No, we said that he's like the Winter Soldier, but okay, does that mean that he's the Winter Soldier as a young Luke Skywalker who hasn't been born yet, presumably? I like, no, I like the idea. Or who has been so old, rather. Sorry, other direction, other direction. <laughs> well, you're not trying to force the Star Wars timeline onto force? this. We're just using Excuse the me? force. <laughs> yeah. We're just using the actors as the characters as the actors in our movie. Right. Okay. Cool. <laughs> old old David. When we get to old David, then it's it gonna be, be a while from now. Then it can be Mark Hamill. Okay, then it'll be Mark. Yeah, that can be Mark Hamill. Wait okay. a minute. It, is Sel- is Samuel two the return of Samuel <laughs> <laughs> all about David two as well, rather? I think so. <laughs> I don't know, actually. We got a long way to go with this guy. Long way to go. Thankfully, he's pretty fun. He's pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the Winter Soldier versus Kylo Ren one-on-one lightsaber battle. Is that our prediction? Cool. 
Definitely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's where I'll put happen. my money. Uh, okay. Emily, before you start up that really awesome story, can you tell people about our Patreon? And with that, it's my turn. Yeah. Emily, can I read you the titles of this? Yeah. We have titles. Cool. So the message has one title and the NIV has a different title. Oh. The NIV. I wonder why. The NIV title, I'm not going to read because it's a spoiler. But. The message's title fits perfectly with our Star Wars thing because the title is just in quotes, I'm no rebel. Oh, that's amazing. Man. That's pretty impressive. That's good. Yeah. Wow. But wait, what's the other title? No, I'm not going to tell you because it's a spoiler. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. All right. Okay. So we're on 1 Samuel 24. So everyone get your Bibles back out. Here we go. It happened when Saul was returned from following the Philistines that it was told him, saying, Behold, David is in the wilderness in NGD. In Gedi. Oh, that's in Gedi. In GD. In Gedi. Then Saul took 3,000 chosen men out of all of Israel. I wonder what, like, why they were chosen. Or was maybe he just he like, did, I choose you, whatever. Maybe he did a similar thing now. like Gideon of this weird arbitrary test of like, I'm going to lead you to the river and whoever dunks their whole head in the water doesn't get to come with me. And whoever whips out their metal, reusable metal straw and sticks it in the river, they're the ones who get to come with me. I was thinking Saul's style would be more like nationwide talent competition. So like, I love it. I love That's good. That's yeah, good. They have to do, they have to be the best talent. Uh-huh. in the land in order to come <laughs> yeah well these three thousand men out of all of israel went to seek david and his men on the rocks of the wild goats <laughs> oh i did not expect that sentence <laughs> oh Wait, the rocks what? of the wild goat is that just like that's probably the name of the place right then saul took three thousand chosen men out of all of israel and went to seek David and his men on the rocks of the wild goats. Is it capitalized? So like, like yeah, a no, it a no, it's, it's not. not. It's it's not capitalized. They're just like you know that place in the foothills, like where all, where the, all wild the goats are. You know it. That's where they love to hang out. <laughs> or is he like? I thought that maybe rocks was a euphemism for testicles, but that wouldn't make sense either. Why would the goats? No, no, I'm Why vetoing they, that. No. no, I don't know. I don't know because none of it makes sense to me. Anyways, we're going to keep going. He came to the sheep pens, by the way, where was a cave, and Saul went in to cover his feet. We know oh. what that means. Emily? Emily, do you remember what that means? <laughs> we're both at you. <laughs> Did they do it? No, I don't know. Do, do you remember what covering his feet means? We've encountered this before. It's a euphemism. I can give you a hint. Okay. It was in the story where Sir Paul McCartney... Uh, stabbed his... the big king. Uh, was that not about? I thought that that guy like was having. Oh, was he pooping? Yes. yes. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Now I remember. We got it. Okay. So Saul went in to cover his feet. Right. I we know. Need... And someone points out in chat flashbacks to number to two. Ruth. Okay. Yeah. And no. No, that's the weird thing about this <laughs> euphemism. Mom, my mom just texted me and was like, "Poop! Come on." <laughs> Oh, sorry. Oh, I love so that your good. mom gets on this too. Like, come on, Emily. So, yeah, right. So, un- yeah, right. Like that, uncovering feet is this euphemism for genitals, I guess. But then, okay. covering your feet is separately a euphemism for pooping. 
So. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Thank you. All right, we're continuing. Now, David and his men were abiding in the innermost parts of the cave. So they were close to Saul and his men? Yikes. <laughs> I think they were like way in the back. And Saul's men okay. were coming up to the Wait, this is all going but down you- in the same cave? The hiding I, out and the pooping and I the guess, entering. I guess that's really awkward. It's like a whole a whole tribe of men behind Saul who's like doing his business <laughs> up in the front of the cave, and they're like, "Oh boy, like keep, <laughs> yeah, let's hope that doesn't waft down here." I see. So he doesn't even know that they're there. He's just there pooping. I'm assuming. I'm assuming he doesn't. Oh, he's gone into the wrong cave to poop, not knowing he that definitely they're hiding is. out. He definitely oh, is. So boy, how embarrassing! Okay. <laughs> it's very embarrassing because. <laughs> Because the men of David said to him, Behold, the day of which Yahweh said to you, Behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hand, and you shall do to him as it seemed good to you. So he's like, here he is. He's like at his most vulnerable right now. Go get him. (laughs) Then David arose and, and cut off the skirt of Saul's robe secretly. Oh, how would he do that? So Saul's like... Let me... Okay, yeah, please. We gotta think about... Okay, we gotta think about a mental picture here. The logistics of this. How would he... Unless Saul is, like, so kitted out in all his royal garb that he had to, like, take off several layers Mm, to go I see. Maybe this was lying on the floor nearby. Yeah, and then David is able to be like, and, like, cut off a little bit of the robe. But if it's still attached to his body, like, how does that work? I don't know. I don't know. Wild. Unless he has this really long, like, bridal train <laughs> that just... <laughs> I have no now, idea. No, I'm also... It's quite an interesting... I just wish I knew... I wish I knew visual. what Saul was wearing. I need more specifics about what Saul is actually wearing. And and people in the chat are clamoring for what the message says about this. Yeah, let me Jace, let me hit you with the on. message here. Yes. Give it so, to us. <clears throat> um, there was a cave there, and Saul went in to relieve himself. David mm-hmm. and his men were huddled far back in the same cave. (laughs) David's David's men whispered to him, can you believe it? This is the day God was talking about when he said, I'll put your enemy in your hands. You can do whatever you want to him. (laughs) (laughs) And then, quiet as a cat, David... (laughs) (laughs) Calm down. I got to the end of this. Quiet as a cat. David crept up and cut off a piece of Saul's royal robe. Oh, a piece is way different than like his whole skirt. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Goodness. Okay. All right. I'm going to keep going. It happened afterward that David's heart struck him because he had cut off Saul's skirt. Uh, Do you want the message already? Yes, I do. Okay. Immediately, he felt guilty. Okay, that's that's more helpful than whatever the, the heck this was. <laughs> he said to his men, Yahweh forbid that I should do this thing to my Lord, Yahweh's anointed, to put forth my hand against him, seeing he is Yahweh's anointed. Or does so, he just feel awkward? Does he just feel awkward about the fact that he had to watch him take a dump? I mean, I'm like, sure I don't that feel good about this. Weird, but yeah, I... So David checked with checked his men, checked his men with these words before they wrecked his men. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And didn't allow them to rise against Saul. Saul rose up out of the cave and went on his way. He had no idea. 
And then, you know, he looked behind him and he's like, where's my skirt? Where'd it go? I don't know. <laughs> Can we read you the message version yes. of, of what you just read? So we're going to continue with this cat metaphor here. <clears throat> immediately, okay. immediately, he felt guilty. He said to his men, God forbid that I should have done this to my master, God's anointed, that I should so much as raise a finger against him. He is God's anointed. <laughs> David, we got held, it. Yeah. David held his men in check with these words and wouldn't let them pounce on Saul. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no pouncing yeah, to be done. No, no pouncing to be done. Yeah. <laughs> Sir Pounce. Uh, let's see. So. David also arose afterward and went out of the cave and cried after Saul, saying, My lord, the king! When Saul looked behind him, David bowed with his face to the earth and did ob- obeisance. Careful, careful where you're bowing, David. Obeisance. Is that a word? Obe- obeisance? Obeisance. 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 It's like it's the, the, the bow and scrape. David said to Saul, why listen to your men's words saying, behold, David seeks your hurt? Behold, this day your eyes have seen how that Yahweh has delivered you today into my hand in the cave. And some bade me kill you, but my eye, my this one, spared you. And I said, I will not put forth my hand against my Lord, for he is Yahweh's anointed. C- cool. And Saul's like... Completely dumbstruck, I'm assuming, at this point. Right. <clears throat> so, okay, I'm going to read you the message, because that was okay. hard to follow. Yeah. So, Saul, you know, he, or, I'm sorry, David went out and called out to Saul and then bowed down. We got that part. That was clear. Yeah. Yeah. He called out. So, this is still David talking. Why do you listen to those who say David is out to get you? This very day, with your very own eyes... You have seen that just now in the cave, God put you in my hands. My men wanted to kill you, but I wouldn't do it. (laughs) He's just throwing all his men under the bus. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Totally. (laughs) I told them that I won't lift a finger against my master. He's God's anointed. Mm. I see. So he's... This is weird. I don't quite understand David's motivations here. This feels like some propaganda to me, honestly. I mean, sure. Is this a thing that you two remember... I remember the pooping. Really? Jace, you don't remember the pooping? How could you not remember that as like a third grader? That's like the only thing that sticks in your mind. I I, I don't, I don't remember that. No, I don't. Uh, Okay. No, I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe I had like a Bible teacher who knew the way to a third grader's heart because they taught us this story. Apparently. (laughs) Wow. Well, okay. I'm going to continue. Moreover, my father, behold, yes, see the skirt of your robe in my hand. For in that I cut off the skirt of your robe and didn't kill you. Now you and see, know know you and see that there is neither evil nor disobedience in my hand. And I have not sinned against you, though you hunt after my life to take it. Mm -hmm. I like it. Okay. Yeah. No, I think I followed that. Yahweh judge between me and you, and Yahweh avenge me of you, but my hand shall not be on you. As says the proverb of the ancients, out of wickedness come out of the wicked comes forth wickedness, but my hand shall not be on you. Is okay. that a proverb? We got another is proverb. That a proverb that y'all know? Well, read the proverb part again. 
I mean, this is the World English Bible, so it's probably not like what we know, but it says, out of the wicked comes forth wickedness, but my hand shall not be on you. I think, okay, so from what I'm seeing from these other translations, that my hand shall not be on you is not part of it. Like oh. the, the proverb is just that first part. Out of the wicked comes forth wickedness. Yeah, okay. it's like stupid is as stupid does. Sure. Or, right, like... Let's see. The NIV says, "From evil doers come evil deeds," and mm-hmm. the message says, "Evil deeds come from evil people." You know, once a Sith, that, always a Sith. That's there. You go. That's, there it is. That's there how it we'll, is. That's how we'll translate it in ours. Yeah. Yeah. In the movie. After whom is the king of Israel come out? After whom do you pursue? After a dead dog? After a flea? Is he saying himself? Like, who, who are you coming after, man? I'm wondering, is he kind of mocking Saul being like, I'm I think not he's that much of a threat a to you? Bit. Why are you, why are you doing this, I, man? Yeah, Saul, I think, is smarter than that. He's like, come on. David is seen well in the eyes of God. Can I, can I just pitch mm-hmm. you real quick on an idea for the movie? Mm-hmm. When he says, who do you think you're chasing? A dead dog? A flea? And he kind of gestures off to the side, and then we cut to Flea, the <laughs> musician slash actor, standing there as one of his men, being like, you know, what? <laughs> Me? You know, I think that'd be just a fun, be a good, fun little thing good. to throw who in is there. Flea? Yeah. Who is Flea in? He, he was the bass player for, or is still the bass player Chili for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes! But he's also uh, in Back to the Future 2. He's what yeah, he's he's made some cameos i just watched that film i just watched all the back to the futures highly recommended they're all on netflix right now okay so you remember in back to the future 2 where yes. the like young future biff griff griff thank you yes where griff had his like buddies with him totally he was and the- one of them was not carrie always who was the other guy the guy in titanic no, that oh. was that was Biff in the future past in nineteen eighty. Oh okay, Sorry. wait. All right, I. Flea, but Flea was there. We, Flea I want to bring us. I Flea was uh, what, the okay. blonde one. Cool. If you remember of the Got three it. guys, he was the blonde one. Cool. Like the bleached blonde. Okay. Thank you, Dedeker, for letting us finish our conversation. <laughs> I just, I just really want to know what happens. Okay, where was I? Oh, here we go. Flea. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm on fifteen. Yahweh therefore be judge and give sentence between me and you and see and plead my case, cause, cause, and deliver me out of your hand. It came to pass when David had made an end of speaking these words to Saul that Saul said, Is this your voice, my son David? Saul lifted up his voice and wept. Oh, what? Now he's moved. Maybe, maybe, mm. I guess, maybe because David didn't actually kill him. Okay, I mean... I don't know. I think Saul's kind of Saul's. a crazy person. He's in his whole Kylo Ren back and forth, lots of emotions, lots of drama yeah. kind of phase of life. This is... I feel like we're, this is... I feel like this is a big moment. Imagine, like, music swelling here. Like, very emotional okay. music. And keep, okay. keep going. Keep going. But imagine that going. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll put that in later in the edit. Good. Please do. Okay. Please do. He said to David, You are more righteous than I, for you have rendered to me good whereas I have rendered to you evil. You have declared this day how that you have dealt well with me, because when Yahweh had delivered me up into your hand, you didn't kill me. For if a man finds his enemy, will he let him go away unharmed? 
Therefore, may Yahweh reward you good for that which you have done to me this day. Now behold, I know that you shall surely be king, and that the kingdom of Israel shall be established in your hand. Swear now, therefore, to me by Yahweh that you will not cut off my seed after me, that you will not destroy my name out of my father's house. David swore to Saul. Saul went home, but David and his men got them up to the stronghold. The end. Wow. That was, that was quite so Saul, a... Saul, like, had Saul a change just of like, heart, oh, I guess. Yeah. We yeah. called it. This is, it is the Anakin arc, or the Kylo Ren I mean, arc. The ben, you, you go the to ben the dark Kenobi side, arc. and you come back. But then yeah. they would have had to kiss, also, during this moment. No, Wait, that's when he comes not, back. Anakin doesn't kiss anyone, except for Natalie Portman, but she, you know... No, dumb. I was talking uh, about Adam Driver. Yeah, okay. but... <laughs> Okay, we already decided not to cast Daisy Ridley as David, so we can't yeah, <laughs> go back on all this. No, but but isn't this cool? Like it's the like, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Maybe I'm maybe this is too much, but I feel like Saul's story might be the most interesting story we've seen yet in terms of like a character. I get that. Yeah, that we've seen him that. go from this handsome very tall man who was who was nothing from was the least of all the families of benjamin even though i guess they had like 23 servants or whatever but whatever you know it's still like <laughs> kind of like who am i who then gets picked Jean yeah to be king mm-hmm. and then it's great but then sort of loses favor and starts to kind of unravel mentally definitely and goes definitely. to the dark side but then when he's like presented with the chosen one with the like neo luke skywalker goodness he does eventually see it and it's like wow yeah i mean maybe this is still gonna switch back to him being terrible but at least right now this is a really good story like i would watch this movie or trilogy of movies or you know series of a tv show about this arc like this is super cool i'm not even joking like this is actually good like this is a good arc i think this is cool it's yeah. just, I don't know. It's just funny that it took so little to get Saul to give up. Well, maybe not so little. It was a lot I of chasing around and going through caves and he could have running, killed jumping, him. climbing trees. He could have killed him right there. And I think maybe if, if, we, right there. if we understood that Saul already maybe was having some doubts about himself, and we've seen he has these moments of clarity and these moments of darkness that like maybe this was just like the thing he needed to see to like get like oh shit i'm the bad guy here i don't know i think it could be yeah okay uh, sure but i i also i don't know if i can necessarily trust it based on no Saul's i hear you, proclivities. I hear you. like I hear he you. really has quite a wide pendulum swing it's possible that the very next chapter starts with and yahweh sent evil spirits to saul again and he exactly. threw a spirit david and uh, yeah that's that's <laughs> yeah. possible too I I want to know how long Saul is going to be a part of this story. And then after Saul goes, you know, maybe in Samuel part two, what, who David's adversary is going to be. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Also, what's Samuel doing all this time? Chilling. He's just chilling at home. He's like, and then I heard from so-and-so that this happened. Whoa, meditating. Right? Meditating with the force. Yeah. yeah. Well, Okay. So next time, mm-hmm. we're going to continue on. I'm curious how we think 
Saul is going to actually enact this kind of like passing along the kingdom to David because there's not, maybe we haven't really established a line of succession here. Although maybe if David marries his son, then then there's like the line Sweet. of succession. I mean, there. he is already married to his daughter. But oh, you're right. You're right. So uh, that's yeah, I forgot. So he's about kind of that already detail. in the family. <laughs> he's <laughs> kind of already in the family. Okay, never mind. Yeah. It's fine. It'll work out it's fine. Jonathan next in line, though. I mean, I think he would be normally technically. Yeah, but they're well, buds. I mean, they'll figure lovers. it out. They Come love on. each other very much. I'm going to yeah. give you all a quick teaser for next time. Okay. Don't look it up. Promise me we're not going to look it up. Not. Promise. The very first sentence of next week's episode is a like, oh, oh my, okay. Like a big thing is going to happen right away next episode. So don't anyone look it up, but come back next week and join us for episode 105. What was the um, the title in the message that you didn't want to tell me? Oh, yeah, of, of the one that we just finished. Yeah. The title was David Spares Saul's Life. Mm. And I didn't, that oh, okay. was too much of a spoiler. That would mm. not have been good. We were listening no, to the chat who suggested that it was Saul Poops. <laughs> I like that too. It's similar, <laughs> but, you know, similar but different. Every Everybody in the Bible poops. Everybody poops a Saul story. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note we want to remind you listeners out there that drunkbiblestudy.com slash live will enable you to come and join this live episode for free just like come on over and see us do this in the flesh in real time it's a fun time and you get to uh post in the chat and talk to people who enjoy this show as much as you do so come on over And thank you for joining us for Bible study today. If you want even more drunk Bible study, including ad-free episodes, oh yeah, that's another thing that we give people, early releases, (laughs) personal toasts on the show, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunk Bible study. I had totally forgotten. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and then write us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher, letting other people know what you like about it. You can also join fellow listeners in the Drunk Bible Study Fans and Fellowship Facebook group. Find us on Twitter at Drunk Bible Cast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Dedeker Winston, and me, Emily Matlack. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from the album Home of The, The, The. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. I made a memory about your dad.